Everything beautiful begins on the inside and radiates out, whether it's our personal beauty or that of our business and branding. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we help you find the success that you deserve by challenging you to take an outside and inside look at your branding and business. Now, here's your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out, you know, where I say static is your enemy and you have to dial in to find that brand frequency that's going to be able to have you attract the customers that you want and get the success that you want. And a big part of that is our conversation that we're going to be talking about today with the story of stages. And my guest is Elaine Travis. And Elaine Travis is uh, has been a longtime friend and has participated um, in many things that I've done um, over the past few years. We've shared a lot of time in the industry together. We've shared uh, speaking at some of the same shows. She's a career colorist, a salon owner, an independent contractor, author, and life coach. And her passion is paying it forward and sharing her love of hair color. She travels throughout the country teaching tips and techniques to stylists that are struggling with formulations and building their business. So one of the things that I love about Elaine is that she has that balance between being able to be technically oriented and driven, but also being very compassionate and friendly to people when they don't understand content and information. So that makes her an excellent educator. And I'll share more with Elaine, uh, and I'm sure she's going to share a little bit more about herself as we kind of progress on through our show today. So, uh, okay, so we're talking about the story of stages, Elaine. So thanks for joining me today. It's my absolute pleasure. It's a great way to start the new year. It is a great way. Checking in and talking about our relationship. Yeah, I love starting out the new year. I always, you know, you know how they say that, listen, every day can be a new beginning for you. But um, usually as, as humans, we have progressed well into things that we want to accomplish. And, and sometimes it's hard for us to shift. It's hard for us to be able to look at something and say, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I think I'm going to try this because we feel like we might have not given it the, it's due diligence. We feel like we didn't give it enough time um, or we will fight to push it through because we don't want to look like a failure. Absolutely. So I apologize for my not so great background here. I am traveling, <laughs> which when I when I yearned to be an educator and do hair shows and I looked up to everybody in the industry and it all looks so glamorous. But once you do it for a while and you're living out of a suitcase, um, I still absolutely love it. But I don't love not being in my own bed. So I am in a hotel traveling, but I was excited to meet with you and wanted to keep you on your schedule. And you know about. Seven years ago, I was still very successful and very happy in the salon, but I just kept having that feeling that every day was the same over and over and over again, and that something needed to change. So I thought maybe it was that I didn't want to be an owner anymore. You know, I'm like, I'm tired of the responsibility. I'm tired of, you know, trying to make everybody happy, and maybe I just want to do hair. But then when I cut back, on doing some of the managerial stuff and cut back on some of the hair, I still had the feeling. And I started to, I love education, so I never miss an opportunity. And as a matter of fact, I just saw um, this morning that the, that the Redken Symposium is going to Milan. And I was like, oh my gosh, where's my calendar? Can I fit this in? So I still hate to miss anything. I'm, I'm always, you know, right on it when I see something coming. So 
I started to attend all of the things that I normally attended, but it started to be a repeat for me. And I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, I am at that age where, and I would never say I know everything, but it was starting to be a repeat of the old being revisited to become new. And just all of a sudden, it came to me, you know, this is the stage that people start to pay it forward and teach because you've already learned a lot and you can help people that are struggling. So then there's the whole, how do you get started? And unfortunately, prior to the internet and Facebook and YouTube and all that, we, you and I didn't have any of that. So the only way that you could reach people was the hair shows. And when I looked into how do I get involved, it was, okay, you know, reach out to the manufacturer that you love their products, become an educator for them. And you and I both know how long of a journey that is. Mm -hmm. And it's not lucrative enough to be your only career. So I had kids in college, big bills, earned a great living in the salon. And for me to just go all in on education, that route, starting from the manufacturer point, was just not feasible to be able to support my family. So I was, you know, reading my magazines that I always read and there was your advertisement for stages. And it was, you know, I am a firm believer, the older that I get, that the universe just puts things right where you need them. You know, no, no question. So every, everything in your page about the event, you know, every question do you want to speak on stage? Do you want to be, you know, an amazing speaker? Do you want this? I was, yes, 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 yes. And I signed up and it is without a doubt the best decision I've ever made in my entire 33 year career. And I'm not saying that to suck up to you. I truly, truly, you know, mean that. Um, It created so much mind shift for me. It was so much more than a speaking course. I don't think people you know, if you're, if your ad comes across their feed in Facebook, they're like, oh, yet another seminar. And it is so not yet another seminar. And I can't say enough about that. Um, just about communication, relationships, like so much more than a Toastmasters or any other kind of, I've been to other public speaking things and there, there was nothing like it in preparing me for this life of being in front of people and sharing from true authenticity and just being genuine and being yourself. You know, I, I thought that it was going to be so much different. And with your course and your event, I went into it so much differently and, and had success immediately because of that. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And you know, that, that really is that right there just kind of showcases that, when you are looking for something, it shows up, you know, generating that frequency and, and, you know, you were in static and now all of a sudden it's like, there it is, there's the thing that I need to go to. And that's the, that's the part of it. So, you know, it, that was originally, um, we started the stages program that you're referencing in 2012. And, um, we've had an enormous amount of success with people like you that have, um, came to be able to learn how to speak and then discovered that it was more about the relationship with self and the relationship of what you're striving for with others, how to be able to make those connections. 
And um, that's the evolution of stages today. So we're, we're, you know, I still say stages is a speaking course, but it's a speaking and branding course because I think that's where the challenge is for people today. They, they understand, especially because there's so many solopreneurs and entrepreneurs like us, you know, individual people putting ourselves out there to be able to educate, share, connect. Um, and there's so many people out there that are doing this now. And what they're missing is that ability to be able to understand their brand identity and speaking that brand identity to keep them on track so that they're attracting the right people to come to them. Because you can't, I think we all know that you can't market to everybody, um, you know, based on what you're offering or, or even who you are with that. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of um, evolution that's come out. And we're going to talk about, I'm going to share with our audience here, uh, not only are we sharing Elaine's bed in the background here, <laughs> but we're going to share with you guys that the, here's, here's where we're at today. How great is this? So Elaine's up in another state. She's in a hotel room. She's connecting with me digitally, but yet we're still live um, being able to do this show together. And that's the value of, of how technology has supported us today. We've got the tools. We've got the toolbox. The problem that I think that we might be up against is we've got to go back to this language and this um, humanness that we seem to be forgetting because everything is in short little bursts now, you know, from texting to Twittering. Um, and and sometimes that's not good enough. Sometimes that style of communication is not good enough for us to attract business. It might repel business, but it may not attract business. And I know you and I, uh, we share a lot of similarities in how we're connecting with people and how we're utilizing a digital presence on social media and on these different platforms to make those connections. And I think that we both cringe sometimes when we see communications happening that don't feel good. Absolutely. Um, and it's hard to share with people how to go about it, yet I know that there's a formula, and that's part of what I teach in stages, is being able to understand a formula for communication. So whether you need to text somebody, whether you are, you know, it's an elevator speech, um, an introduction at a networking meeting, or a full-on day-long program like what you do um, for, your, for your clients on educating them um, how to be better at color. So yeah. what, what I have found, and actually on this um, trip where I'm out of town, I taught a class in a private salon, and I haven't done that in a while. And, and you know, I was like, oh, I'm so used to having one set topic, and everybody is drawn to me for that exact information. This was more customized, and it was a mixed bag of experience, which can be difficult in a small salon situation because you have your veterans that are kind of rolling their eyes bored to be there not listening completely blocking you out and they're on their phone the whole time mm -hmm. and then the new people if you try to wake up the ones with the eye roll and the arm arms crossed and tell them something modern and new the not seasoned be beginners that are either still in school or right out of school it's over their head so I was super uncomfortable for the first time in a long time oh. but what I learned from it, I'm so happy that I did it because I realized that 
the ones that got the most out of the class in the end were the seasoned vets with the attitude because they came there, you know, what's she possibly going to tell me? And they learned in spite of themselves mm-hmm. and the new people were so open to the information that they did better in the advanced technique than the seasoned veterans. And the moral of the story is passion over experience all day long. You have to have that interest and passion and hunger to learn. It's as soon as you, you know, you and I both are on the forums a lot and it's, I've closed my book. I'm not taking any new clients and they think that's fabulous. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, you don't know anything about business because there's at least a 10% drop off and churn of clientele. People move away. People have a daughter that goes to beauty school. You know, it's like natural attrition that has nothing to do with you. So if you shut your book down and you shut your education down and you think you're all that and there's nothing more to learn, suddenly... My online course, I set out to help new people out of beauty school. Guess what the average age is of my students in this course? 48 to 52. Oh, that's so interesting. Because they thought they had enough. That makes sense to me because they also have been running on what they've known. Absolutely. today, things are different. To get the results that you want, you have to do something in a different, different. way. Yep, 100%. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm actually not surprised by that age demographic that you're catering to right now. Um, I would be definitely that in that group as well for you because I would feel like, what am I missing here? I, and I'm getting bored. I'm getting bored with the clients that I'm doing repeatedly. I want to try some new things, but I don't want to be that bold or courageous with the clients because I, I don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that some of the today, I think some of the attrition rates are, are like more like 25%. I agree. I bet it's a little higher because there's they have choices. They're more educated as consumers. Yeah. So well, it's the, it's the FOMO generation. Even yeah. you and I at our age, we see what's happening is that 48-year-old, you know, 45 to 55-year-old stylist is always the busiest in the salon, but they're also the most complacent and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And because they're busy all the time, they don't feel like they have to up-level their skill set. And then all of a sudden... You know, for me as well as an educator, you know, I see these other educators coming onto the scene and they're, you know, Cosmoprof influencers, salon-centric influencers, like they're getting the big stages at the shows and all that. And, and I love when they stand up and say, I'm in the industry five years and I'm like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> hairdressers that are at that point feel the same way about those girls coming in, guys and girls coming in younger in the salon and they're doing the more modern work and they're posting on social media. And then what happens, our clients are just starting to embrace Instagram. So the 50 year old woman is just playing around with Instagram and they're going to see that person that's embraced it and is doing it and they're going to lose their client because the client is at their water cooler at their office and Bonnie comes in with new dimension in her hair and everybody notices and I want to know where Bonnie went. You're like, oh, I found this girl on Instagram and suddenly I want to be in her chair. So they don't even ask 
their current stylist if they can do it because they assume that they can't because they don't have a presence on social media. So it's like mm. the entire industry is being turned upside down and it's it either sure jump in or you're going to get left in the dust. And the people that aren't adapting and modernizing their techniques are getting lost and they're becoming the equivalent of the roller set is like what's happening to these more seasoned stylists. It's like they have that same woman they've been doing for 15 years and they're not refilling their book and having that newness and, and they're not being... Well, and, and the independent environment is shaking that up too because I know like in some of, the, some of the clients that I work with in a coaching capacity with them, they always have, you know, if, if that client doesn't want to go there or feels the need to shift or is looking for a, maybe a little bit of a, of a different price structure, um, there are other stylists within that environment that they can go to. But with the amount of independent people and sweet stylists out there that have their own business in their own place, um, it's, it, clients are kind of at a loss of, you know, where do I want to go? I don't want to keep going back if I'm not getting what I want out of it. And of course, those are the, those are the stylists that have ventured off on their own for all the right reasons. Right. And, you know, and, and not that any of it is, is bad, but I think what happens is that, you know, we're, we're really, uh, you know what I want? I want, uh, I want our service-based business to go back to being a service-based service. business. Yeah. And that, I think, is the foundation that has been lost and missing. And I think that, you know, generations, you know, multi-generations have, have lost a little bit of that customer service appeal. Technology has taken some of that away. And it's also given clients more power um, to ask for what they want and demand what they want. But I think in the end, we've really lost uh, some of that passion due to the lack of being able to be customer and value driven. I agree. And, and, and 100% percent, it's become, you know, if a client says one thing about the cert, you know, oh, this piece isn't quite light enough. And then everybody on the forum, break up with her, fire her, stop doing her hair. And I'm like, whoa, I, you know, I know things change and, and the modern world gives people more options, but Everybody, I, I shouldn't say everybody, I hate making those big group things, but a lot of stylists are, it's getting back to like the Warren Beatty days where it's like, they're so fabulous, it's all about them. All of a sudden, because of social media, I think mm -hmm. people think they're little mini celebrity rock stars in their own world, and the client has no say, and they're not catering to the client, it's all about them. So as soon as you catch yourself, and, and especially as an educator, when I get up on that stage, it is not, none of it is about me. It's almost like an exorcism. I'm just pouring everything out to the, to the people in the room that need what they came for. None of it is about me, you know? And I think that is definitely lost in this whole tweet, Facebook, Instagram. Like, everything is like short, you know, people in salons are not interacting and sharing with each other. It's like no, my client, my, it's going, it's just going backwards a little bit. You it know? is. And I think that, I think that social media is, um, is, is going to hit a mark. You know, I mean like some of the things that they've shared with today, um, you know, that they're going to take the numbers off, 
the number of likes, the mm-hmm. opportunity to like it, the reference of number of followers that you have to, to go back to creating an even playing field because it sure got a little unstable in regards to that. And it wasn't just in our industry and beauty. I think it was relevant to a lot of industries. And I think that social media is impacting a lot of industries, um, good, bad, and indifferent at this point in time. And we have to be able to go back and remind ourselves that we're we're in the service business and our ability to be able to communicate is still the most important skill set we have to have in a service-based industry. And uh, second to that would be our technical skills. But first has to be our ability to be able to communicate effectively. And today we have to be able to communicate effectively in person, uh, online, and via text and telephone. And I don't think we're doing a very good job at that compassionate and passionate type of conversation in regards to that. And, I, and, I, and, and I'm not blaming us or our industry. I'm also blaming consumers for that. We're all caught up in this, I want it, I want it now. Um, and if you don't get it to me or you don't give it to me, I'll find it somewhere else attitude. Um, and that's where I think that the branding and the speaking quality of stages can really help small businesses grow. And, and yeah, Elaine is from the industry. I still, you know, beauty is kind of my world, but this is a program that is, you do not have to be in the beauty industry to attend. Um, this particular two day event is if you're in small business, if you're in service based business, if you are in product sales, um, if you own a company where you're selling products, any of those type of companies are really ideal customers to this type of event because we're talking about how to be able to define your brand, define your expertise, how to be able to share that expertise between live and digital formatting, and then being able to kind of consistently expand to keep that frequency intact so that you can start to see the results that you're aiming for. Um, Absolutely. My favorite, my two favorite parts of the event was the emotional intelligence. I didn't know anything about that and it helped me so much in my personal relationships as well as being the leader of a salon, how I communicate it to my staff. It's not what you say, it's how you say it a thousand percent over. I never realized that people were not hearing me the way that I was speaking. You know, I'm very blunt and a abrupt, you know, like like bullet points and it didn't land well. And I was having issues with my staff because they weren't really hearing what I was saying. Um, the hijack, unbelievable understanding that now, the roles that people play, all of those things. But the, the biggest freedom for me, I finished stages and because you were my agent, I got my first gig on stage at Premier Orlando. I was of course, nervous. Everybody, you know, that's like the number one fear above death is public speaking. <laughs> so I still had all the things, the butterflies in my stomach, and I was flying to the show and I bought a book that said, I think the title was Talk Like Ted. And the basis of the book was exactly what you taught me in stages that 
you can be the most proficient, well-spoken IBM presenter with your beautiful PowerPoint and at your, your clothing is like, you know, perfect. There's not a hair out of place. And if you're boring and you don't have an emotional connection to what you're saying and you're just standing there spitting out memorized information, no one wants to hear that. With prayer hands. Yeah, the steeple <laughs> hands. And I was like, oh, that was so freeing for me because I expressed concern to you in the course. I was like, I am not your typical speaker. You know, I am a whole different animal. I throw a lot of humor in there. I am absolutely 100% my authentic self. And I always, even as a friend, as a boss, as a coworker, you either love me or you don't like me at all. There is no, <laughs> she's nice. No, she's not nice. She's very like, I'm never described as sweet, you know, but funny, genuine, caring. They're all good, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can really do this because I don't have to be those speakers that I was trying to be like the speakers that I saw that were successful. And that's not what people want. If they wanted them, they would hire them. So that was the biggest gem for me is to be able to be authentic, but offer something to other people. And everybody has their own audience. People learn differently. So the people that follow me get me, you know, they'll say, oh my gosh, so I had an Elaineism pop into my head, you know, like they get my delivery and I didn't have to be somebody different in order to be successful as an educator. And this is the happiest I've ever been in my entire career. Like the freedom that it enables me to travel. Like you and I were able to keep this appointment and I'm in a hotel room. And, you know, next week I have people from all over the country that I'll be doing this with as well, interviewing them for my program. So we didn't have this, you know, 20 years ago. So I beat myself up for a while. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? And I'm like, but it wasn't like this. Before. It wasn't. A, it was yeah. Different. I mean, really seriously, social media is only, you know, in its infancy at this point. Um, and, you know, 10 years, 10 years has changed. And there's been a lot of changes in 10 years for, for how we can better manage our businesses and better manage the client traction, um, you know, cycle that we're, that we're looking to do. And, uh, you know, and, and you said it, it's true. It's, it's about being really authentic, but even so, you know, establishing and creating and producing this event from 2012 to now 2020, huge changes in the mm -hmm. way that we have to address this. So one of the things that, that, you know, was very popular a few years back was, you know, being able to tell your story, tell your story, tell your story. And I was recently in this program just this past July and the speaker was like, you tell your story and I'm walking out. And he was adamant about it and just felt mm. that there was no need for storytelling whatsoever. And of course, I just like went up in arms because I'm thinking, oh, this should be interesting because, you know, my whole philosophy is, is that trust is the missing factor. In order to build trust with people, you have to be able to be more expressive as the type of person you are to attract the type of people that you want. And how we do that is through storytelling. So I was, I was very interested in his approach and the direction he was going. And I'll be darned if he didn't start telling stories. A story. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, that was just a complete contradiction. But I, I worked through it, um, you know, with others. I started asking other people that were at this event, you know, what did they think about that? How did that come across to them and everything? Um, and part of it is 
not based on that live and in real life connective piece, but part of it was kind of more from a digital format. So in other words, when you open up somebody's website, your story shouldn't be the first thing they see. How you solve a problem for them should be the first thing they see because we have so little time to capture their attention and mm-hmm. keep them in this, in this form of engagement. They don't need to know who I am yet. They need to know I can solve their problem. It makes sense. And that, yeah. and that made total sense to me. And so as I kind of reworked um, some of the philosophies in my head, it made sense to me. So part of what we're going to be doing in stages um, is really looking at two different types of stories that um, you have. One is going to be a story on authority. So why they should listen to you, why they should connect with you. Um, And it's not credential-based, but it is still compassionate and philosophy-based that you are the expert in a particular arena and you can help them with the challenges they might be facing. The other one, of course, is more of the authentic story. It's once you have that connection with people that you can be more open, be more personable, be more um, free to share some of the challenges and hardships that you faced so that they can see you've overcome them. And again, it puts you in that expert and authority position again. When they see that you've been able to overcome some of the challenges, they know how to be able to take those next steps and want to take those next steps with you. So when I work with small businesses, um, especially when they're focused in on just selling through something that they're offering, but they're missing those elements of the storytelling approach, um, they don't have the same level of success. And yeah, that I know. lose that connection. Yeah. They lose that connection. And I know that you're a really good storyteller as well. So um, that does make a difference. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here real quick. And when we come okay. back, Elaine and I are going to chat a little bit more about some of the elements that we've experienced um, in being educators and understanding the difference between, you know, this in real life uh, approach to our success and then how we're utilizing the digital platforms to be able to have success as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Do you know that over 70% of people with disabilities are not counted in the workforce with twice the unemployment rate of the non-disabled? Join Joyce Bender, CEO of Bender Consulting Services and a disability leader as she talks about best practices and newest trends in disability employment on Disability Matters. As a person living with epilepsy and hearing loss, Joyce is an international advocate for disability employment. Tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Everybody, welcome back to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. My guest here is Elaine Travis. She is a career colorist, salon owner, independent educator, author, and life coach. You know, and she really believes in the value of education. She's created these opportunities um, online and in this digital format to be able to help people. And she does, you know, Wednesday coffee talks and colorful conversation programs online. And Elaine, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to be able to bridge and marry this reality of being present to people and still being able to be that good storyteller like we talked about in the first segment, um, but then also being able to utilize digital Uh, opportunities as a foundation to be able to attract them. And I know that the more service-based business that you have, the least amount of technology or digital presence they feel they need to have. So like we'll use an example of a restaurant. They don't feel like they need to have that much of a digital presence because they're in the neighborhood. They've got a good location. They're they are visible in a sense. You could drive by and see them, but it doesn't mean today that we're going to drive in to eat with them. Yes, and, and it's gotten to the point where if people hear about you and they go online and don't see a presence, they don't even want to make an appointment. don't exist, yeah. then you don't exist. So if I go on to open table and you're not on open table, I don't think you're worthy of me going to engage with you because usually if I'm going on to open table, it's because I have guests in town or it's some special occasion or it's some opportunity to be able to like go out and enjoy the evening. And I feel like that's the kind of restaurant that I want to be able to take people to. It's also the kind of restaurant that I want to secure a timeline with. And if you're not on open table, you're not going to get my business, you know, now, 
if Jeff and I, my fiance, just want to go grab a bite and we know that the place around the corner and we've tried it and it's close and it's convenient and it's comfortable um, and you're not on, you know, some of these digital platforms, then it, it makes sense. But moving forward, now that we're in 2020, from here on out, we have to be able to marry these two uh, technologies together. The how am I going to attract you into me? So for you and I, this is our in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still out doing events and we still might be participating in shows and programs or producing our own. But this is also a marriage of digital and in real life uh, connection. Absolutely. And I have found surprisingly since doing the online course um, offerings is that, you know, the manufacturers are still, they have representatives that go in and do product knowledge classes in the salon. I know for me as a salon owner, I never wanted to give up a time that is a, an income producing slot for my entire staff to sit and hear about the ingredients that are in a tube of color, the, the scent and the honey, whatever, for smoothness and shine. I, I was like, why are all of us wasting our time on this? And I get that if they drop off a brochure, they can't guarantee that the staff is going to read it. But I am blown away with how receptive people have been to me teaching things online. Mm-hmm. And for me to be able to stay at home and reach 300 people in one 75 minute training and have them be so engaged and participating because they're choosing to be there. They picked that class and showed up at that time and they didn't have to book a flight, get a sitter for their kids, worry about eating lousy on the road food, you know, rest stops and all that stuff. Like there's a lot that has always gone into attending an education event. And I still I'm a huge proponent of an in-person, the energy of an in-person mm-hmm. event. But I have to say, I offer, all of my classes are offered both virtually and in-person. And in-person, I've never been given enough time at the events to be able to reach people the way that I can virtually now, you yeah. know, because they can revisit, they can rewatch it, they can pause it, they can get up and go to the restroom and come back. Like being in an in-person thing you know, you don't know what happened to that person that morning. You know, they could have a sick baby at home and they're distracted and they're not all in. So it's amazing how well it has been received and people are starting to get used to, you know, when I do a live event now online and I say there's no replay, people are devastated because they're so spoiled by being able to watch it at 2 a.m. when they can't sleep. Yeah. So it's just a whole new world. And for the first time, I'm doing an actual highlighting class where I'm going to be demonstrating and I want people to have, you know, a mannequin head on their end and set up in front of their camera where I can say to them, Oh, wait, no, don't do that. You know, go up a little higher. Like it's amazing how much uh, an internet connection and a camera, how you can really connect with people on such a personal relationship level. Like I, I'm just blown away. I, I absolutely love it. And I wouldn't, have the skills to be able to connect with these people had I not taken that program all those years ago. Like everything has just, once you find your passion and you know you're meant to do something, all of a sudden everything just starts to just show up, you know? And I always thought that was such BS. Oh, just manifest it. (laughs) Just, you know, do this. But I was so unhappy 
prior to attending stages, trying to find out what was next. And if I hadn't gone there, like we laugh because I spent the entire time, most of the time of that workshop in tears. It was such a mindset shift for me that I didn't know what to do. I'm such a control freak. And I felt so blown away by how much my communication sucked. And I was embarrassed that uh, here I am, the salon owner, this, you know, my salon was super successful. I had a great staff. I dreaded every salon meeting. I hate it every minute of being the leader because I felt like it was so heavy on me. And then we talk about, you know, in, in other programs that you did, like the lead workshop was amazing as well. And it was, you know what? The fish does stink from the head down. I was a poor communicator. And as soon as I learned that, and went back and shifted my method of communication, everything changed to the point where I was able to walk away from a 30-year salon and my staff never once thought about leaving and going to work somewhere else. They stayed in the salon and trusted me because I communicated it so well, mm. the transition. It was all about the communication. It is all about the communication. And we just have to then be able to say today – the communication has to have uh, certain allowances and formulas connected, knowing when to do what in real life and when to do other things from a texting approach or an online approach. Um, but we know that people are becoming more and more engaged with, you know, an understanding. Like I, I say that my visibility is critical to my business success. If I'm not connecting and being visible with what I'm offering, I don't have new business coming in. Um, and now I don't have a brick and mortar business, so, you under, so it makes sense that my visibility has to be digital in this format. But even so, you know, uh, Jeff is a perfect example. Um, my fiance, he has a very successful salon. He does not need to market it necessarily to have new clients coming in, but we still have to market to continue to add value for existing clients to stay as an existing client. Absolutely. Because we, we understand that attrition rate can happen and we want to be able to, you know, really support that in there. But I liked what you said, um, Elaine, in regards to, you know, finding your passion. And uh, I want to just share a couple techniques of helping people. Um, this certainly is something that's shared in, in the live event, but it also has the ability to be able to, you, for you guys to work on it now. So we're in a new year. And we're going to look at these three things that I want you to think about for your business. And uh, one of them is, why do you exist? And I'm not talking about why your business exists or why your, uh, your, your product exists. I want to know why you exist. Because that was also something that Elaine had mentioned that was really critical to her was finding her passion and having an understanding of what she wanted to do. She didn't know what her end result was that she wanted to do, but she needed to explore reasons of that. Now, the why we exist part I, I like to reference in as it's our gift, our gift. Why we exist is the gift that we bring forward. So if I say that my gift is making connections with people, <clears throat> then 
I need to make sure that I'm always bringing that forward. And I can even teach and share on my gift for others if it is in fact their gift or maybe it's something that they need to do more of in order to make that connection in there with them. I know we lost um, Elaine here with some internet problems and so we'll hope that she'll join us back. The next thing I want you to think about, so if you understand what is your gift, <clears throat> it could be, I'm always there for my friends and I always mention that. Um, another reference could be, <clears throat> I'm a leader. People always follow me. Whether I want them to or not, I seem to have that, that natural uh, leadership um, in my world. Those are the things I want you to think about when I ask you the question, why do you exist? I want you to look at how people respond to you, where people see you as a fit for them. And I want you to see that as your absolute gift that you've been given in this life and how to really, really, really play on that strength and work your entire brand around that absolute gift. The second question I want you to ask then is what, if you have this gift that you can make the connection with people, because it's an internal gift, not necessarily external, it's an internal gift. If you have this internal gift, I want you to now think about what are you offering them that is an external connection for them to be able to have a better life. So this is where you might think, well, I offer them hair coloring services, or I offer them beauty services, or I offer them great food at a great price. Whatever that thing is that you think that they offer, I want you to think about it from even a more um, spiritual, in a sense, term. I want you to think, what, how does that make their life better? How does it make their life better? So you could say, I offer uh, beauty services, but it makes their life better because they feel more confident being in the world, or they are able to express themselves or be more present in their high-level job, or it gives them um, the ability to feel good about themselves um, to be able to do that. And so think about what you're really offering. It's not about the product or the service directly. It's an indirect way that it actually makes their life better. And if you can jot that down, that will also help for you to be able to see, here's my gift. Here's how I'm offering something up to them. Now we've got that connection and that possibility for a financial transaction to take place. And the third thing is, who is this person that you think is going to be the buyer of this product or service you're offering and the gift that you have available to you? Who are they? If they are truly um, in this particular world of defining this demographic, go take the demographic down to the nth degree of what you want to be able to do with them. Take it down to the nth degree. Um, I think, let me see if I can get Elaine back in here. There, there we go. Um, yeah, we'll get her back in here. So I want you to think about who is this person that you're offering it to? And you have to define this down. Um, think about what they do for a living. Um, their, their 
their social statuses, their demographics, where they shop, what they drive, what their interests are, where they go on vacation. All of those things are going to help you to narrow in and specify this ideal client that you're trying to attract. And then all of your language at that point is going to come in in regards to connecting with them. We have to be way more savvy on this whole world here. And the more savvy that we can become in those three things, then the faster we can manifest success to be able to have them be a part of it. Hey, welcome back, Elaine. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, it, this is, we can talk about the digital platform being a great way to make the connections, but we also have to be aware that sometimes the connections are not always in our favor um, in regards to the technology that's out there today. So we lost Elaine for a little bit. She's back with us now, which is fabulous. And Elaine, one of the things that I was just sharing in our, in our um, transition here with getting you back on was the three steps that I really teach people to have them uh, look at how they can start to see what their brand identity is. And one is understanding why they exist and not from a business, not from a product, but why as a person, a human to human connection, human. Mm -hmm. why do you exist? The second thing that we talked about was what do you offer? And again, not from a product or a service positioning, but what do you offer that actually makes their life better? So it could be confidence. It could be beauty. Um, it could be healthy food. Okay. And all of those things are somehow making their life better. And the third thing was, who are you offering it to? And if you can really define the person that you're offering it to, the language, the words, the vocabulary, the communication, all now makes sense to be able to have this fit. Now, that's a micro look at a macro brand identity. And I know that in, in many cases, we've really looked at um, uh, expanding, being very expansive in what we offer. Uh, people are afraid to let go of what they think they're about or how they exist. And they're afraid to narrow in on one channel of opportunity. But if you look at the companies that have done it the best, and whether you're looking in beauty or just in general, when you look at those companies that have done it the best, you'll see they started out and got really great at one thing. And after that one thing, they were able to then absolutely positively expand into two, three, four, five things, or in Amazon's case, a million things. And I think we've lost Elaine again. That's such a bummer. All right. But she, she'll, she will try to get her back in here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try to get her back. Yeah. So Amazon is a perfect example of they started out selling books and that was the only thing that they've done. And after they uh, mastered selling books, they started selling Kindles and so they could sell more books. And then after they mastered books and selling, they realized, hey, we've got, we've got all the technology in place to be able to expand and sell other things. Let's figure out what other things we want to be able to sell. And that's how they kind of came to their uh, success levels as well. 
with that. Um, okay, all right, so we have lost her again, but that's okay. We're gonna just keep going here in regards to what we have. Now, I wanna share with you guys a little bit about Stages, this program that we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes here. So Stages is a two-day live program that I'm actually producing and doing here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's gonna be on March 1st and 2nd. Um, and we're going to have it at the Sun Q Academy here in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's one of the brands that I have been promoting on the show with uh, Candy Shaw. It's her location and her facility, education facility. This two-day training is, a, it's a small training. It's not hundreds of people. It's a small training. We're looking at 20 to 25 people to be able to attend this because I want to be able to work with you directly and hands-on in that size of a format to be able to get you to understand what your brand identity is and then to be able to have that marketing and brand strategy to leave with so that you can go back and implement the things that you're going to need to do in order to have that in real life and that in digital format presence to grow your business all right we got elaine back here yet again there we go let's try this one more time elaine <laughs> um, yeah, it might, it might be the camera, you know, you might on a, on a hotel internet. So the camera might be streaming, trying to stream too much. So if we have mm. your voice, we're also good with that as well. So we can wrap it up. So I just shared with everybody that I'm doing stages, the two day program, March 1st and 2nd here in Atlanta, Georgia at the beautiful Sun Q Academy, which is Candy Shaw's educational facility here. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that I was just sharing that I'm doing this with 20 to 25 people because part of what I really want to accomplish is not just helping people to understand their brand identity, but also to be able to put together their marketing and brand strategy that they are going to leave with so they can go home and implement the things that are gonna be supportive to them. Now, there's gonna be more support that they need. We're gonna have those options available um, to be able to support people to the next level. But ultimately, I want two days to be able to work with a small amount of people um, that they can see what their brand is, where they might be uh, missing some opportunities and how to be able to implement those opportunities to grow their business. Now. I, I, I try not to be a naysayer, but the truth is, um, and I think you're going to understand this, Elaine, because I think we're a lot alike as humans, <laughs> but I don't always see the glass half empty or half full. I sometimes see the glass half empty, and part of my strategy of saying that and seeing it that way is we have to prepare for things that may not work in our favor. Um, so if you're a small business and you're in a competitive marketplace and we're in a competitive environment right now and you don't have a brand and marketing strategy ready and rocking at this point in time, and I'm not talking about having an Instagram account or doing Facebook ads. I'm talking about a, a bigger genre of digital presence. Um, you, you may not survive going into this next two to five years. Because I, I think that, you know, we, we are in a great economy right now, but what goes up must come down. And I think as a small business owner, we have to prepare and really understand who our ideal audience is that we want to keep that connection with going um, in order to have that continuous success, knowing that things might not look as healthy in the next couple of years um, as, as far as our economy is. And so I'm, I'm committed to helping 100 people 
really, really have for, for this year, 2020, 100 businesses I want to be able to work with to help them to be able to get their brand strategy and their digital presence in place so that they feel more confident as they're progressing through this new decade and, um, and have an understanding of it. Because listen, if I could learn this stuff and you can learn this stuff, <laughs> anybody can learn this stuff. Um, I agree. My kids are so impressed that I finally know what to do on a computer and I don't have to bug them for every single push of every button. Hasn't, that hasn't been that long, Elaine, because I remember you saying, I don't know how to do that or, or I, don't, I don't know how to do that or what do I need to do to do that? And we've all asked those questions of it. But you know what? It's pretty impressive. I, I, I look at the stuff you're doing and I'm turning around and going, how'd you do that? <laughs> so I, and it, it really is just being um, not too proud to ask. You yeah. know, a lot of people want to pretend they know more than they do and they're just too proud to ask. But now, I mean, you have Alexa is like the World Book Encyclopedia. We just have to go to the library to get out and you just ask a question and there's the answer and mm -hmm. you just keep growing and learning and connection. I know you're, you feel really strongly about connection and so do I. And neither you or I could do what we are doing if we didn't have such great people in our life that are in the industry that we're connected with to support us on our journey. I love that you're limiting the event to 25 people. I still have great friendships that I forged in that group mm -hmm. all these years later that if I'm doing a show that I haven't done before, I'll reach out to one of the other students and say, Hey, have you done the show? What do you think? Was it good for your career? You know, like that support system is everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that, I think that we need to really collaborate more and uh, rely on those opportunities to be able to make those connections moving forward with that. So anyway, so I, I'll just, I want to wrap up uh, the stages part here because I want um, Elaine to be able to also share um, with us. So if you're in the industry or you're part of the professional beauty, she's a great asset and resource to be able to do it. So stages, March 1st and 2nd, Atlanta, Georgia, two days. You're going to get three major conversations that we're going to be able to have in order to look at that brand identity and that marketing and brand strategy that you can walk away with that plan of action to be able to support your business in there. Um, and you're going to be able to go to, onto the website and you can find out more about this and register quickly because, again, 20, 25 people. Well, I've got five people committed already, so I'm saying it's 20 people are available 20. for this. And so to go to speakers. Uh, stagesspeakercourse.com or stagesbrandingcourse.com, whichever one, they're going to take you to the same page. Uh, you can find out a little bit more about it. And then certainly you guys can always ask questions to me and you can, um, through Messenger, um, or you can email me, Bonnie, at bonniebonadeo.com. So I'm really looking forward to bringing this event live. I'd rather do the small events and do them more often to get to that 100 businesses that I want to be able to work with this year. Uh, so that's my goal. So if the March 1st and 2nd dates don't absolutely work for you, change whatever you have on your schedule first. And if you can't <laughs> do that, then um, know that I've got other plans uh, later in the year to be able to progress this event uh, to the next level and do it again. So, all right, Elaine, will you give us some insight? How can people find you? Because I know I've got a lot of industry listeners and a lot of people that might have um, some opportunities to connect with you and learn more of everything that you're teaching them. Awesome. So my, my overall brand is Expert Color Solutions with an S. Um, it sounds like a big corporation. It's just me. So you get all of me. Um, I'm very hands-on. I'm very uh, responsive when you reach out. So I have the Facebook page, Expert Color Solutions. 
Every Wednesday, I do my coffee chat at 10 a.m. Um, I have a great community on there. Everybody shares their wins and their questions and so forth. Um, my website is also expertcolorsolutions.com. You can learn there about the online programs as well as the in-person. And my email is elaine at expertcolorsolutions. And if you have any questions about Stages or Bonnie's program, I am so more than happy to jump on a call with you or you can email me. And, you know, I, I would have liked to have had people to ask when I was going to new events to kind of calm those questions and those butterflies. So feel free to reach out at any time and I can help you with that. So I just, I'm super passionate about this industry. I love hair color and I, I think that I'm able to simplify formulation in a way that anyone can learn how to formulate in a short period of time. My approach is a little bit different than most um, beauty school curriculums and manufacturers. And I think that's kind of my, my brand is that mm -hmm. I just simplify it and make it, you know, very easy to understand, not too chemistry laden or, um, or heavy confusing. tech driven. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know me and you don't know anything about me, my book is a great place to start. A Colorful Journey was my first foray into education before I started to um, learn how to speak on stage. I wrote the book and that was, you know, a, an amazing brain dump of everything that I've learned that I wanted to share and simplify for other people. So that's always available on Amazon under Elaine Travis. You just go under books, A Colorful Journey, Elaine Travis. So oh, perfect. Good, good. Yes. The book I think is a, is a great asset to everything that you've accomplished, Elaine. So thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you for all your, your wisdom and your wonderful words on stages. I, I know we're going to connect again um, on some opportunities down the road and in the future because we are committed to our industry and we're committed I think both to that customer service and value driven approach to have people be better um, at what they do so that they can serve others better as well so absolutely thank All right, you for you guys, dealing with my technical difficulties and for having yeah, me and no, happy hey, new year listen, it, here we are it's happening but i but i want you to know she came back on we made it all happen again these are the things that we're going to continue to learn and evolve and grow with as we progress into this digital platform but the in real life thing is still going to be a powerful presence for anybody moving forward into this next decade so you might want to look at what opportunities are available for you in regards to that stages march 1st and 2nd here in Atlanta, Georgia, go to stagespeakercourse.com. You can find out more about it. You guys follow my um, beautiful brands. It's Beauty Inside and Out is my Facebook page, my original uh, podcast um, title there, Beauty Inside and Out. There's a group and then there's an actual fan page. And both of those are going to have any updates and program uh, connections that you might need to know about for the future. But as always, thank you guys for being here and thank you for being loyal listeners to me and to remember to be you and beauty. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.